Hey everybody, it's uh, May 24th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about NXT 2.0 and spoiler alert, uh, if you've been following the news, yeah, we don't really want to be here tonight. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa. I think we've all got a lot on our minds, the weight of the world, the weight of current events, but NXT did go ahead as planned tonight, and we are going to do our best to cover it. Uh, I know a lot of you looked at this podcast and professional wrestling as a distraction, and um, for those that are seeking one, we will do our best tonight to get through the show. Very well said. Yes, but our thoughts are definitely with uh, everyone today affected by the latest tragedy. Yep. Um, okay, so let's dive into the world of professional wrestling. Before we get into the news, we should obviously tell people that Alfred is has he's gone on a strike after he find out that Nikita Lyons is no longer in the NXT breakout. He refused to do the show. I don't know if we'll see him again, honestly. <laughs> so according to uh, Brooks and nothing more is up because they said her name so much tonight that clearly that you know nxt is just rolling with uh the punches of of this uh, unforeseen incident or they said we got to take her out of this tournament because we need someone else to win and we've got something else we can do with her and we just need i mean there, there's something but i think like nikita her you know i'm not questioning her standing in nxt 2.0 at all based on this i think so, something either legitimate or storyline dictated this you know agreed i just hope that alfred can move on from it yes yes uh so what's going on in the news um, I don't have many news. The first one is that WWE Raw did see a slight audience drop. Obviously, they had NBA and hockey playoffs competition. Um, but despite facing much tougher competition than the prior week, Raw only saw a small drop in their audience um, this past Monday, last night's episode. It averaged 1.7 million viewers, um, which is only down 0.2% from last week again they had nba and hockey playoffs but also in my opinion that seems to be what they've been averaging for a while now what do you think about that uh i mean look i i really think with the sasha and naomi situation i think there's going to be a portion of the audience that's legitimately going to boycott wwe going forward their fans are that hardcore I enough yeah, I do agree with you, but I think that that boycott, I don't think it's going to reflect in the numbers until the news start kind of going away, right? Because I feel like people will still tune in to see, are they still going to say something? You know, what's going to happen? I feel like it's so recent that people will still tune in. And then after that is probably when we'll start seeing the drop from those fans that are, you know, choosing to boycott. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's still crazy. It's just uh, such... It's not a storyline, but it is the biggest story right. still in all of professional wrestling. Right, right. And um, obviously, I, I I don't know if you watched last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. I did a watch along in my channel. In my opinion, it was very poorly paced episode of Raw. It was, it was kind of tough to get through it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think in the first like hour and 20 minutes, we had like only one wrestling match. Well, last night was uh, the last night for the next six weeks that they're going to have competition from Better Call Saul. And that's what I was watching instead of Monday Night Raw, the uh, shocking cliffhanger. 
of uh, the midseason finale oh. better console of course of course well also in the news um <laughs> aw rampage doesn't really have a start time this friday i don't know oh. like I was about to tell you, you need to be, you need to set a reminder, but I can't tell you what time to set the reminder for because it all depends on the um, playoff game that's on tomorrow. If St. Louis wins, hold on, let me read this because I'm not too familiar with, <laughs> with the hockey playoffs, but Rampage will either air at 6.30 p.m. Pacific if there's a Colorado versus St. Louis game. In this, If the series is over, Rampage will go back to the normal time slot of 10 p.m. So, which to me is is a weird week for this because you know Rampage is live this week, right? Yeah. So they're gonna tape it at 3:30 p.m. Vegas time. Oh, you that's know, your, right. Your town. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, but we don't know what time they're going to be airing the show because of this. Now, this St. Louis game, it's not going to happen until tomorrow, so we really won't have a lot of answers as far as what time we're gonna be seeing Rampage until the game happens. If Colorado wins the series, Rampage will go back to 10 p.m. But if not, they're going to have another game on Friday. Therefore, it will it will be at a different time. Why didn't they kayfabe this and say Orange Cassidy's in charge of programming this week? And Orange Cassidy, when is Rampage airing Friday? And he said, whenever. <laughs> well, I absolutely love that idea. It's just to me, it just seems so weird for this to be happening on a week that they're actually giving us a live program. You know what I mean? And and can I say something? My entire life, um, I've never been a big sports fan. And I think part of the reason mm -hmm. why is I hate with a passion sports preemptions. It has been ruining my TV my entire life since my childhood. You want to tune in at the regular time and, oh, no, there's a baseball game tonight. So we're going to show this episode of uh, Silver Spoons right. at one in the morning because, you know, we couldn't be bothered to show it in primetime because there's Nays game, you know, or... Right. Uh, uh, hey, SNL, you got Jennifer Lopez standing by waiting to host. Nope, the XFL's running over. Gotta, gotta, you know, <laughs> never forget. For yeah, never just, forget sports about preemptions. That. <laughs> that look, this is what ESPN is for. You just tell everyone, hey, folks, we got a schedule to stick to. Tune to NBC Sports, you know, and we're going to show uh, uh, different strokes and the facts of life, and it's normal, it's normal uh, time slot. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of sports, not necessarily hockey, but I do follow the NBA playoffs and baseball, obviously. And I just again, this week seems like such a big week for AEW that I thought they would have had some kind of backup plan or some kind of set time because you're gonna have people in the arena. But I guess depending on the results of these games, they might just tape it and give it to us at whatever time is more convenient for the next war. But you would think this will be one of those occasions where they will move it to maybe. CBS just to at least air it at the right time. I can't believe it's Memorial Day weekend upon us already. When we were talking about Double or Nothing being in Vegas so long ago, it seemed like, oh, everything's going to be, it's going to be a different world by then. We'll be living in the future. You're not coming out here for this, right? No, not for this one, no. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I think, were just kind of like, mm. people months ago were amped. They were like, you know, it's going to be a yeah, great time I... to go. I, I was excited for Double or Nothing, but the thing of it with the travel and there's so much content that you miss out on making and going live, obviously, when you cover it, as I do on my YouTube channel, you know, you kind of sacrifice doing that content to get out there. And I just don't feel the hype enough to go and 
watch it live. Am I excited for it? I am, but not like I was for All Out where I couldn't wait to get out there and I couldn't wait to see the show. This one, I feel like I can sit back and kind of watch it from here and be safe and not go through, you know, you know how it is to travel for a wrestling event. It's a lot of different time zones. It's just a mess. So, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to relax. Yeah. And numbers being what they are, who knows if we're truly over everything. I got an invite won't say too much i got an invite from someone in the entertainment industry a creative person who writes and directs who i respect the hell out of who uh finished a project recently that i'm so looking forward to i got a personal invite to drive to la to go to their house and watch this i was like well you know i'll be there in four hours can we do this in your backyard and it was like no let's just wait and see if the numbers go down a bit more because you know i want to make sure everything's safe and this is something that like i'm really anxious to see and I'm saying, no, yeah. I can wait a while. You know, it's just, who knows right now? It's like, this is all very fluid. I'm curious to see how Double or Nothing is going to actually do. I think a lot of people bought tickets and maybe changed their travel plans. I think the secondary market might be pretty hot. And I'll say this, if, if you are, um, uh, yes, Sergio Cadranos is saying, got another Double or Nothing, four seats for a hundred bucks. You know, it was this way for the first Double or Nothing I was at. I'll just give this pro tip for Vegas. And this is more true now than ever, even pre-pandemic, this was true. If you are in Vegas and you do not have concrete plans, you are flexible. Go on StubHub or these secondary ticket sites. Oh yeah, about an hour before doors, we got to see Elton John for like twenty bucks for good seats because people unload these tickets for next to nothing the closer they get to showtime. Are you um, giving people real tips or are you trying to tell them how to get stolen tickets like you did for okay, the Michael one Jackson show? time we <laughs> accidentally bought stolen <laughs> tickets off Craigslist. One time. <laughs> and they weren't stolen tickets. They were bought with a stolen credit card. But StubHub is legit. Everything's backed by that guarantee. So, um, Oh, I, I, I remember... I remember checking it out for, I was out there for SummerSlam weekend, which was still pandemic. You know, the mask mandate was still a thing. And and I remember um, StubHub had some cheap SummerSlam tickets as I was like literally walking to, to the venue. So, you know, you're absolutely on point. That's still the case. We saw Gwen Stefani in like the second row for, I think, like 50 bucks a ticket using uh, StubHub at the last minute. It's really insane. If you just are willing to be a little flexible, there are deals to be had. And that's a great thing in Vegas. Everything is so close to each other. You could just hang out, you know, uh, at the casino walk. at the food Literally court. Literally walk. Yeah. yeah. Just walk to the show. Um, so, although the MGM, are they doing it at Ma or Mandalay Bay again? For, uh, not no, Double this one is at T-Mobile Arena. Arena. Yeah. So that's not so, bad. You could be in that vicinity. You could be in that vicinity. But I was gonna say Mandalay you can even Bay. Hang out at the park MGM. They have that night Italy, you know, that you can sit down and eat, have a couple of, you know, have some Italian experience. I love that place. But yeah, I, I mean it's surrounded by all those areas. You can just be hanging out in the in the area. It's actually closer to everything than Allegiant Stadium is. First double or nothing was MGM, and that place yeah. is a maze. Yeah. I mean, oh my literally God, so bad. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up like on the ramp at that actually just um, I I think I had like comp seats because we were sponsoring something. Conrad hooked me up with comps. And I was like, oh, these are just OK. So yeah. <laughs> I went online to try and find somebody that had better seats. And I think I paid to do like, yeah, 100 bucks for like a ramp side. <gasps> seat. Uh, it was pretty, pretty good. Um, but anyhow, uh, what else do we got news wise? That's all I have. OK, there you go. Uh, so the, the big story, though, in the world of professional wrestling tonight, Nikki Lyons out of the women's breakout tournament on a freak injury. I guess she posted something on Instagram, her boot 
on. So there you go. Yep, she's out of the tournament. I mean, it is what it is. Um, <sighs> the opener, <laughs> no Fay and Malik Blade versus Two Dimes and Stacks with Tony D'Angelo, and uh, Two Dimes and Stacks got the win. Yeah, I like seeing Tony's goons out there in action. Who were they facing again? I uh, went they facing uh, Idris and Malik. Is this is this their first time? Uh, Idris and Malik. That's a good question. Well, I think two times in stacks. This was was this their first time? I think it was their first. No, no, time. no. I'm talking like I mean, we watch every Tuesday, and I really, really can't remember ever seeing these two guys that Tony's goons were facing today. Also, I will forever call them Tony's goons, no matter what. I mean, so it was a saw, fun match. We saw Idris and uh, Malik before. Remember, they had the promo in the mirror. And they were getting each other hyped up, and the promo was the homage to that other thing that I'm forgetting right now. Ah, uh, they were hitting yeah. on Mandy Rose. I have, for, I have forgot, I have forgotten it. Thanks for, thanks for making me remember. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm, this is this remember. And then uh, Legado del Fantasma came out. And there was a six man brawl. Yeah. After the match, um, did you watch uh, the latest episode? Why, of the why is oh. No, no go ahead, go ahead. You ask your your questions more wrestling. Uh, your questions are more on topic than. <laughs> No, I was just going to ask why is Legado still doing this? Like they won last week. You know what I mean? It seemed like Tony moved on. He's trying to get his goons on point, and then Santos is still not leaving him alone. I mean, if yeah, something no, they're bad happens to him. Offer he can't refuse. Uh speaking of which, did you watch uh, the latest episode of the offer on Paramount Plus, the making of the Godfather? Caught up no, not yet. Not yet. I'm surprised. I thought at first I was like, oh, she was just okay. And now every week I'm really looking forward to that. I I started watching Girl from Plainville on Hulu mm. and got so obsessed with it that I had to like binge it. So I haven't paid attention to anything else. Wow. I watched the best movie I've seen this year the other night and it's streaming for free on AMC Plus or you can rent it digitally. It's a movie called Duel, spelled D-U-A-L. And it stars Karen Gillan from Doctor Who, Guardians of the Galaxy. She played Nebula. Uh, and Aaron Paul, formerly of Breaking Bad, and Karen Gillan plays two roles. She's a woman with a terminal illness who clones herself to essentially take the clone will take over her life after she passes. But then, and this is in the description, this is the setup. The illness goes into remission, and then the mandate says oh. she has to have a fight to the death with her clone. <laughs> I love that. Which she trains for, and this sounds like this is kind of dark, twisted, fucked up sci-fi movie. It's a dark comedy by the same guy that did the Art of Self Defense. <laughs> Um, I laughed harder in this film than I have in anything in a long time. Very, it's like a great black mirror episode, but Karen Gillan as both roles. It's just, this is the best movie I've seen this year. If you're looking for something to watch, highly recommend it. Pay the three bucks to rent it because no one has AMC plus except for me. Uh, but dual D U A L <laughs> now streaming just came out. I love how you're always watching comedy and I'm over here suggesting just true crime, like real dark based on a true story. Oh, I, I fucking watched Room last night, finally. Room was on when I was flipping and then my wife yeah. was like, I'm not watching this. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm finally going to watch it. And yes, dark, depressing thriller. Uh, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert. I mean, it's in the description. They get out of the room, but I swear to God when the kid saw an actual dog for the first time, I just started bawling my eyes out. Just like 
tears of joy and sorry spoiler for an eight-year-old movie at this point um but uh yeah i I watched i watched some kind of real heavy stuff as well but no i most of the time my wife actually likes more the escapist fair she never wants to watch something that's too real or too depressing or too twisted but we we watched duel the other night though and duel as a as a dark comedy was absolutely phenomenal cannot well if anybody wants to go down the true crime hole with me and watch girl from plainville i would suggest you watch the documentary about the real case it's called i love you now die and it is on hbo max and then go watch girl from plainville it's really good the the true crime hole oh i love true crime anything yeah sadly yeah yeah (laughs) i get it but yeah definitely can be a bit heavy sometimes it is um so two dimes and stacks uh Tony's goons. wesley was interviewed backstage <laughs> wesley took on sanga oh sanga won that pretty easily yeah of course he did <laughs> that 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 freaking promo from Wesley backstage, like Mackenzie, I know you're my friend, but you don't understand. You wouldn't understand. I have to do this for me. And I was like, no, you don't. Like you're gonna lose. <laughs> you do not have to do this. Like it was, it was kind of like predictable that he was gonna lose against Senga. Yeah. Um, but he did get he did get a show of respect. You know, the match was good. I thought he held his own against him, considering the size difference. And I like seeing um the this, the show of respect, and then, um, oh my god, I forgot his name, I just blanked out. He came out at the end. Oh, um, Zion Quinn, Zion Quinn, yeah, he came out at yeah. the end. Braun Breaker had a photo of his family when he was a oh child. My god. Like, okay, chat room, <laughs> does anybody give a shit about this Braun Breaker Joe Gacy thing? Butch. I will tell you. Uh, what's that? No, I was going to say the only time I even care or giggle was when freaking Duke Hudson says, I don't care if you have daddy issues. Oh my God, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Joe Gacy looks like a cartoon character version of a child come to life as an adult. Like he, his psychotic look. He's got that one. He knows how to make his eyes really wide and just look nuts. But I don't care about the storyline. I don't know nope. what he's trying to say. And this is actually uh, what's what's a variation on that uh, uh, king of the king of the hill line, which is uh, uh, you're not making uh, Joe Gacy better. You're making uh, Braun Breaker worse by association yes. with this. This is this is a horrible feud for Braun Breaker to go into after defeating Dolph Ziggler, and I thought it was gonna be a one and done. But yeah. you know, like as soon as they showed that this was gonna keep going, I, I just don't think this is doing anything for Braun Breaker. I do not care. I I don't yeah. care, and they need to get out of this fast. Uh, Heather Abood saying that she's drinking a grape olipop right now after my recommendation the other night saying, Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, I, the other day had my Instacart shopper. I, I need to find this. There's now a fruit punch olipop and I got like every flavor they had, but I love the grapes. So I got like six cans of the grape and, uh, I, I have to find the fruit punch. I have to find fruit punch olipop in stock somewhere, but for four grams of sugar, 40 carbs and a prebiotic, 
Like this is the only soda I'm drinking now as part of my healthy lifestyle makeover, which now down uh, 17 pounds since the start. So uh, good job, Glenn. Yeah, I'm proud of you. And had a little a light cheat meal of Del Taco tonight because sometimes you, know, you got to convince your body you're not starving. So I did have just right. one Del Taco burrito tonight to hopefully keep keep the weight loss going. Then you know it's all back to. Are the you kale. still doing the treadmill every day and everything? I've done the treadmill every day almost for a hundred days. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. And just doing a, a walk, just doing a walk. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's good. Uh, oh, uh, Dream Realm Studios. Want to know where I get those almost lemonade. So this is a uh, lemon perfect. I'm, I'm just doing plugs for everything I like now. We, we have no sponsors at the moment. So lemon perfect. Uh, I believe this was started by a basketball player, some athlete who just figured out like lemon water is the key to better hydration Order these off Amazon. And I learned if you, if you, Get the variety pack. They're cheaper. They're like 50 cents a bottle cheaper, like a buck and change a bottle if you get them the variety pack off Amazon. But it's great. Uh, Chris Alger saying, where do you get this good stuff? Olipop uh, is available in stores nationwide. You can also order on Amazon or online. But this you need to just thing. start your own YouTube channel with your own little life hacks and like movie suggestions. and. Food. Oh, no, like, no. Every video start- will be like, so, so everyone's been asking me lately about this lemonade that I drank. <laughs> And guys, this is the best lemonade. Seriously, you've got to try it for yourself. But make sure you use my special promo code. Yes. Glenergy, please make your promo code Glenergy. (laughs) (laughs) I will use your promo code if you make it that. Glenergy, there you go. Um, uh, Jeremy's asking where I find Kangol. Kangol is still in business. Kangol has a website. They've got, I, I just ordered another Kangol, uh, one of these tomorrow, but in gray that's showing up. And uh, I got the Fergora. The Fergora, though, really threw some people the one time I wore it on the show. So I don't think that'll be making I, any emergence. I loved it. I thought your drip was so on point that the night. Fergora? Maybe when yeah. I see you at Money in the Bank, I'll, I'll gift you the Fergora. You know, I'll pa- pass <laughs> the legacy on. You know, it looked so good on Ice Tea <laughs> back in the late 1980s, but I just don't think I can pull it off as well. You know? <laughs> I thought I thought your drip was on point that night. I try. I try. Um This is this is us avoiding talking about anything but NXT. It really I, wasn't my favorite episode, to be honest. And outside of the fact that our minds are elsewhere with everything going on, I know. It really wasn't that entertaining of an episode. Yeah. I mean <sighs> man, if there was a night that I needed John Cena to come out and just tell me everything's gonna be okay. Glenn, what you if know? he did? What if he it? did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Heather's saying uh, Olipop's at Walmart now, too. That is good to know. Uh, this is good stuff. So, um, Alba Fire. Love Alba Fire's entrance. She beat Electra yeah. Lopez. Why is Electra Lopez... Like, the booking just makes no sense sometimes. You're putting people against each other that can't afford to take a loss, and that makes yeah. no sense. I think Electra Lopez is, is doing such a good job with Legado del Fantasma, and she needs to rank up a couple of wins because she also looks the part. Presentation on Alba Fire is absolutely incredible. I, I think I mentioned it a week or two ago when we were here. I love the entrance from the beginning, which makes me not hate the new name. 
I wish they put more effort when they're going to change the name of these characters and, and make the presentation go with it. So you kind of like forget that you, you know, that you did that. Um, but I wish they would have booked these two women against somebody else so they both could have scored a win tonight. And it looks like we're going to have a feud between Electra Lopez and Cora Jade. I'm not sure yes. that Cora Jade wants that smoke. I don't know if Cora Jade wants that smoke. I'm just saying. I like to uh, smack in the popcorn out of Cora Jade's hands. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Damon Kemp was on the phone and the Creed brothers and Ivy Nile walked in and Kemp said Roderick Strong hurt his ankle in his tag match. Hurt his ankle, tag match was strong and it's pretty deadly won't happen tonight. Man, everyone's just getting hurt. The NXT. Yeah, and according to the Creed brothers, they said it doesn't matter if you're hurt. You tape it up and you go out there and perform. That is the worst advice ever. That's how you end your career very young. You know, take care of your injuries. It doesn't get worse, buddy. Yeah, like they're like a, a Pop Warner football coach. Just rub some dirt on it, get back on the field, you'll be fine, you know? Yeah, that's that's not how it works. But it's very curious if, if Roderick Strong is legitimately injured or if this is a storyline. Obviously, we do know that he might not be very happy with NXT and his position creatively. So it just made me wonder if this is how we're going to kind of like keep him away slowly from Diamond Mine. Uh, Tornado Anthony Y wants to know when the reunion with me, Matt Morgan, and Raj is happening. It is happening probably in June. I think uh, it's just a scheduling issue, so we'll the tornado? figure that out. Uh, the Tornado is asking. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Nikita Lyons injured. Still can't get over that. Um, but the Creed is going to face pretty deadly at NXT in your house. Um, then, so we had last legend versus Roxanne Perez tonight and last legend yeah. taking that L. Yeah, but it was in a little bit of a, of a, of a roll up fashion. I didn't think that, I didn't think that last legend looked bad in defeat during this match, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, I personally, you know, I've been here advocating for Lash Legend to get more wins. We did see her advance in the tournament, but I, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be Roxy, especially after they announced that Nikita was out because I was thinking maybe they'll try to get back to Nikita and Lash Legend as the finals. Um, I, I, I have no problem with Roxy getting the win here. And it's fun. I always, I always think it's a fun visual to see, like, the underdog character get a win over somebody that, you know, size-wise was so That's much bigger than her. Yeah, so it was it was fun to see Roxy fight from that perspective, and I I just didn't I still thought that Lash Legend looked pretty dominant. Yeah, I think she always looks great. Uh, but Roxanne Perez, I don't know, my money might be on her now to win uh, this tournament. Oh my god, I keep calling her Roxy. Am I supposed to stop doing that and call her Roxanne Perez, the gamer? But it's gonna be her versus. Well, we'll talk about who she's gonna face uh, later in the show. Yeah. But NXT. Champion Mandy Rose was backstage with the women's tag team champions, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction. Uh, this was an advance tonight of Mandy versus Indy. And Caden uh, Carter and, and Katana Chance, who uh, looks, you know, strangely like someone else, uh, came still not used to that name change, came out of nowhere, attacked Dolan and Jane. So setting up from literally from out of nowhere. Literally. Uh, but Mandy Rose versus Indy Hartwell. Now, this was not the most competitive match ever. I think it seemed pretty predetermined that Mandy Rose was going to win. What do you do with Indy now 
given that she has lost her friend, her man, her title opportunity. Find another lone wolf out there in the world of NXT. I mean, there might be some company higher up looking for some female tag teams right now. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> true. I did read uh, you know, someone confirmed online when we talked about the other night that the women's tag tournament for the vacated titles is going to heavily feature NXT women's tag yeah, teams. They have to. They have to. You have two tag teams, te technically speaking, if we keep Natalia and Shayna Baszler together right now. So I did like the match itself. Um, I think that Mandy was, I, I think that Mandy has been very impressive. One of the best call downs. I know we talk about call ups, but Mandy Rose in NXT is just a whole different beast than what we were used to. Joseph Boza saying it was a great match. Mandy did the most work as champ during her seven month reign here. Of course she won. I don't know if it was her best match she's had, but, um, no, but she did the most work as oh, carrying yeah. the match, which I would agree with Joseph because a lot of times it was either are equal or Mandy might have to be carried a little bit, or there have been occasions in which she doesn't have a lot of chemistry with the person that she's going against her matches with Raquel. I felt like Raquel did more work, right? Here tonight, Mandy was in charge of this match. And Indy has done so much character work. I actually don't really have a fully formed opinion about Indy's in-ring work I because I think of her. I mean, she's had so many storylines. It's just unfortunate that everyone she was in a storyline with is now gone. Literally gone. So what do you do with her now? It's, I feel sad because it's like you really left her in a situation like it's almost like a lose-lose situation which is why i'm saying maybe she can find somebody else that's alone out there and form a tag team that well, might be I the best hope for her you know how she gets back at mandy she starts dating otis and bringing otis around nxt remind mandy of what <laughs> why she did wants. i know why did i know you were gonna bring otis into this i just knew it and then the story comes out that like otis dumped mandy because we never got resolution on that <sighs> i mean maybe i'm just saying <laughs> Could it be worse than some of the things we've seen? Probably not. Uh, not at all. Um, we had footage of Braun Breaker playing football as a child. Okay. His father, his father didn't make his football game. <laughs> so can I, Adam can I, here, you know? Um, can I say something bad? Yeah. So when this was happening and Brown Breaker was like, I was waiting for my father to show up at this game, but he was in Japan wrestling. I was waiting for Lacey Evans to come in and be like, at least he was working and making money. <laughs> my father. <laughs> my father didn't care about our family. Lacey Evans is going to, when you're at Access or you're doing a media day and you see Lacey Evans, I want you to interview Lacey Evans and I'm just going to be waiting for her to just smack you in the face. I'll smack her right back. We can go. You're like, I heard what you said about me. I've had, I have hard times growing up too. I've shared them in this podcast. So <laughs> I want you to say that in an interview to Lacey Evans. <laughs> Tell the story. Me, did you did, did that not cross your mind when he was talking about his daddy issues? Lacey Evans just coming and be like, my daddy issues are worse than yours. <laughs> I think the one upper, the yeah, like there's something there. Uh, but uh, Pretty Daily cut a quick promo on Creed. Vancouver. First of all, we're not going to skip over this. Yes, boy. I love Pretty Deadly. But what I really want to know here is who wore it best, Pretty Deadly or Becky Lynch last night? They were both sporting the poofy white shirt. 
my wife is objects to pretty deadly because she's like this is bullshit this is just like the fashion police meets bridgerton like uh you know bring back breeze and dango no i love i love pretty deadly yes boy i like pretty deadly but i do miss the fan police i mean we forever we will forever miss the fashion police hey male models male models uh What's I can't remember his new name. Something Dupree. Oh, Dupree? it's like uh, <laughs> yeah, so Max memorable. Dupree, Dupree Max. I don't know. Yeah, maximum male models. He... Max Dupree. Oh, you think he can? You think he'll call up Pretty Deadly? Actually, yeah, I can see Pretty, De- but that's <laughs> we've got two weeks. No, uh, yeah, it's a week from Saturday in your house. Yeah, for in your house. I think it's the so, Saturday before Hell in a Cell. Okay, if Max Dupree Friday, this Friday, is teasing his maximum male models, but we don't meet them, maybe. Maybe it'll be Pretty Deadly. I and think Pretty Deadly will be an excellent choice, but I really just want him to go in a direction of somebody that's just the least from a model, like Otis, you know? Mm. That would well, make the gimmick so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Stratton, the Cinderella story, taking Keto Lions' place tonight against Fa- Fallon Henry in the breakout tournaments. It's kind of a hard-fought victory tonight, but Tiffany Stratton's going to the finals. Yeah, she is. I thought she looked great tonight. I was laughing at commentary because I think Wade said something like, she was supposed to be hanging out and catering all day. She's lucky she brought her gear with her. I was like, yo, like, show her some respect. Come on. Um, I, I, I actually enjoyed this match. I think I think every time I see Tiffany Stratton wrestle, I'm liking her in-ring more and more. And she's she's been it as a character since they debuted her in the video packages. So character-wise, she's been on point. It's good to see that the in-ring is starting to match that. Um, and I like Grayson Waller celebrating with her like he won tonight. I know. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. But I like the pairing on those two. It just makes sense. The other day I was flipping channels on our bootleg cable. And uh, oh, we watched like Beverly Hills Cop 3 because I really just wanted to show my wife how terrible it was. And then I was flipping channels and the Skulls was on. And I was like, ooh, that would be a good gimmick with oh. Tiffany Stratton and her money. Like a secret society has fixed it. I so Tiffany love Stratton Skulls. is going to win this. Skulls really? Is such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen the direct-to-video sequel, Skulls 2 and Skulls 3? I haven't. Are they good? Oh, I saw part two. Part two was okay. Kind of the same thing as the okay. first. I think three is a little different. but I. It's like the Cruel okay. Intentions direct-to-video sequels. They're like just right. kind of like tangentially related or like the wild I can thing. I refuse to watch any Cruel Intentions sequels because I love that movie so much that I cannot have it tainted. See, that's the thing with me. When I really like something like this new spinoff, which I've heard horrible reviews, but one of my favorite shows of all time is Sex and the City. And this oh, weird yeah. spinoff that doesn't even have the entire cast, like I refuse to watch it because I don't want it to taint the image of my favorite show. So I'm that way with Cruel Intentions. Like a lot of my friends are like, have you seen the sequels? And I'm like, I refuse. Okay. Also, the Cruel Intentions soundtrack, one of my favorites of all time. Okay, but here's the question. This leaked for a hot minute. I don't know where you can find it. I might have it and be able to send it to you. Did you see the pilot for the Cruel Intentions TV show like four years ago that brought back Sarah Michelle Geller? And it was about Sebastian had a son who went to live with his mom and she, Sarah Michelle Gellar, like brings him back into the, the world of the family. No, you must send me this. Okay. You I have, have to, to find it. I this. saved it. 
I saved it. Uh, it was pretty Did good. Did you not see was... my tweet? I think it was like two, three months ago at like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I just randomly tweeted, I never got over Sebastian dying in Cruel Intentions. And it got so much engagement. I was like, I'm glad I'm not the only one who still to this day randomly thinks about this. <laughs> it was like Cruel Intentions is freaking great. Of all that genre movies, look, you can have your I Know What You Did Last Summers. You can have the faculty can have your varsity blues and she's all that but cruel intentions for my money is like oh, top three of so that good. era of teen films probably up there with 10 things i hate about you another one of my favorites movie. yeah that one's also really good but no cruel intentions is dope Love yeah cruel intentions, cruel intentions. Uh, but yeah, the unaired pilot was crazy. I uh, tracked that down a couple of years ago. And uh, oh my God, if you can find it, please send I'll it to me. It. I would love to see it. Yeah. Um, so, Von Wagner. Oh, uh, Katanchi and Skin and Carter are going to take on Toxic Attraction. Uh, but let's talk about Von Wagner versus Ikamanjiro and Von Wagner's. Oh man, that's why he don't wear a jacket. Just got pulled over his head. It was like he got, it's like he got a wedgie with a jacket tonight. Yeah, I um I love the intensity of Ikman when he came out just running and started attacking Von Wagner, but I kind of knew like where do you go from getting yeeted onto the crowd like that? You know you're gonna lose this match, right? Like <laughs> so I I think maybe it's not even him and the jacket. I think I just can't get invested into anything that Von Wagner does. I'd rather see him just come out and attack people. I think that was that was more interesting than seeing him in the ring. Um, oh, we didn't talk about Wendy Chu's balls. She botched it. She had a ball botch, butch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I love Wendy Chu. I love the character. I personally can't take her seriously when she held up the title. I was like, I I can't see this happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um do you agree? I, Do you like Wendy Chu? You think Wendy Chu could beat Mandy? I Rose? think Wendy Chu actually could end up. Yes, I absolutely. Uh, I I do think Wendy Chu could end up winning the thing. Chris Aldridge saying it's not changed from Takedo Hines to Tiffany Stratton. They're both blind. But the third Skulls movie has a main character as a female. Here's what I love. Ooh. I like that Mike Martin in the chat is like, bro, there's got to be more structure. The show talks about see and movie stuff later, bro. I just inserted another bro in there. He said one bro, but in my mind, Mike Martin, every other word is bro. But here's the other thing I like. I like that our chat room right now is talking about sex in the city and can't hardly wait, which yes, can't hardly wait is definitely Ooh, can't hardly wait. is so good with the late nineties movies. I love that they're talking about that and cruel intentions. Look, here's the deal. And I'm just gonna say this for anyone tonight. Cause I, uh, off topic, when are we ever on topic? No, I know we're always a little over the place, but look tonight, I think there's a lot of people that just want to be doing anything other than focusing on the sad reality that we live in. Mm -hmm. So tonight we are a thousand percent even more disorganized than usual. Yeah, it's um, it's a little it's it's hard. It's it's it, we're all over the place, and that's okay. Did I ever tell you that my first job was at a Sam Goody because of Empire Records? Like I love the movie really? Empire Records so much really? that I decided I had to work at a music store as my first job. So yeah, my first job was at a Sam Goody. I mean, it's no Empire Records, but it was as close as I could get. <laughs> I had a friend that started took the graveyard shift at 7-Eleven after seeing the movie Clerks. He was like, oh, I think hilarious. I'm going to do this for a job. And I would just go you hang out I'm with- glad, I'm glad that I watch Empire Records instead of yeah. Clerks. <laughs> 
I at least I had the cool job in high school. You know, everybody wanted my CD discount. <laughs> oh yeah, seriously, right? I used to get the. Yeah. I had a friend that worked at uh, the warehouse, and I would just get the posters, the promo posters that they didn't want. So yeah. I just had like the most random promo posters for. Uh, oh, that was the best, like, especially when I was in my boy band stage because you had like you know how they get exclusive posters. These are oh, not yeah. the ones from like Team Beat magazine. I had actual real posters on my wall that none of my girlfriends had. Wow, the uh, tornado Anthony Y calling Butch Scrappy Do. Butch. Ah, oh, man. Um, Anyways, I can. I know. I know. We'll get back to the balls. She botched the ball spot. The balls were not coming out of the sack. Oh, this whole thing sounds horrible out of context. But she lifted the title, and I just don't believe Wendy shoot to be a credible contender. <laughs> Neither does my dog. Two dimes and stacks were backstage with Tony D'Angelo. See, this all sounds like I'm like like an episode of Dragnet or like the Untouchables TV series. Uh, two dimes and stacks were backstage with Tony D'Angelo, challenging Lucado Del Fantasma to a six man tag match in your house. But he's going to invite him to a sit down meeting to work out the deal, make him an offer he can't refuse. Mafia wars continue. Pulling off Tony D'Angelo, man. I know. Uh, I thought he'll be contending for the NXT title by now. Thought he'd be competing against Roman, defeating Roman for the uh, unified championship. Let's not get let's not get carried away. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> so um, Joe Gacy's playing mind games on Braun Breaker, and in your house, he's finally going to break the NXT champion for good. Okay, if Joe Gacy wins the NXT championship from Braun Breaker. I was going to make some declarative statement, Issa, but now that I'm thinking about it, that would be such i uh, I'm going to just combine this. That would be a uh, clusterfuck in a shit show in a dumpster fire. If Joe Gacy is the NXT champion that I kind of want to see it. I'm kind of morbidly curious, like thinking about what a Sarah Palin presidency would look like. I would like to see. Joe Gacy is NXT Don't you champion. put that evil on me, Glenn Rubenstein. Don't you put that evil on me. Do not manifest it. Do not say it out loud, please, because they'll do it. Braun could go to the main roster, and Joe will just be... Oh, imagine the promos Joe Gacy will cut as NXT champion. Imagine the mind games and the cutting-edge parody we will see if Joe Gacy is NXT champion. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> it's not like, going to happen. It's, it's probably, happen. I mean, the darkest timeline. I mean, it's such a terrible idea. I'm just morbidly curious to see what it looks like. Go ahead and stop. I feel like oh. you've been serious. <laughs> Tornado says uh, Braun's dad is going to join Gacy in the dark side. He's one of the druids. Oh, oh my, could you imagine if the Druids were the Steiner brothers? That would be absolutely fabulous. Like, again, that's such a shitty outcome. I kind of want to see that happen. Me too. <laughs> oh my God. Um, we need to move well, on. And who do you put, who do you put Brom Breaker? Like, let's say, okay, we go to in your house. He loses to Joe Gacy. What is going to elevate Brom Breaker or whoever the next champion is? Like, who would you have in feud against after this? Tony D'Angelo, Tony wins the title. Bron goes to the main roster. And stacks Perfect. in two dimes. Agreed. Tony like 
Tony puts a hit on stacks and two dimes. Perfect. Let's do it. Cause they, cause there'll be undercover FBI agents trying to, we talked this will be Donnie Brasco situation. Yeah. You know, it'll all make sense. Uh, but tonight in the main event, Oh, uh, oh, Grimes. Let's talk about when Grimes visited. Uh, oh my God. The barber shop. Who led that kid in there? I was kind of hoping he'd ask for a high top fade. I think that would be an improvement <laughs> on his haircut. No, we already been there with the haircut with, with Cameron Grimes. It didn't work out, that whole hair thing. Uh, I felt bad, and I want to know why he's in the barbershop when the next person for Brown Breaker should clearly be Solo Sequoia, and Solo Sequoia should win that title for him. Why are mm. we still doing Carmelo Hayes and, and, and Cameron Grimes yeah. when it should be Solo? We didn't even see Solo tonight. Maybe Solo is the, like the next person for Brown Breaker, and we're going to keep him away from this North American Championship. Mm. I don't know, but... I personally thought that Cameron Grimes was going to do the match with Solo after they teamed up, remember? It feels like yeah. we kind of like, it felt like tonight we just reset a bunch of stories that you were just telling last week. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, we had the main event. So Grimes is going to face Nathan Frazier next week, but um, Braun Breaker took on Duke Hudson in the main event tonight. Uh, it was what it was, but the Druids, Gacy's Druids. What the, okay, here's the thing. Joe Gacy is supposed to be this parody of a social justice warrior, basically like what Road Dog or the Fox News crowd thinks like a progressive is, right? Like that's the idea. What in the fuck do druids have to do with this? Uh, it's a vital part of the because I don't know. There's a super shot. <laughs> I was involved in my local Democratic Party before I moved, and I could say there were no druids at the meetings. You know? Oh. Yeah, I, I never. No, Grant, it was only the county level. Through it. it was only the county level that I was involved in the local Democratic Party. County level, maybe yeah, at the I, state I, level. I don't know what the Druids have to do with anything. Like, I don't understand. Is he still a social, you know, justice warrior, or is he like a spooky character? Like, I feel like his character just completely got. I don't get it. Took took a turn, and I don't understand what he's supposed to be and playing these mind games and family games and daddy issues. Like, this whole thing is is weird. Yeah, um, well, the Druids rushed the ring. Duke Hudson won via disqualification. And Braun Breaker, disqualified, looked up at the platform, looking at Joe Gacy, laughing maniacally <laughs> as the show went off the air. Yeah, it was great. No, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it was such a <laughs> shitty ending. Like after... You know what? You forgot You forgot two things. Oh, what else you I forgot forget? that... that... That Vinci guy uh, oh, video yeah. package that was in like Italian so and he's like Vinci, Vinci, Giovanni. Oh yeah. Vinci. Why not Gio yeah. Vinci? Why not just Gio Vinci? It makes so much. More His sense. finisher has to be called the Da Vinci Code. Somebody said this Fabian Eichner getting repackaged. Who? The other dude from Imperium that didn't get called up. Oh. Because you know von know. Kaiser is. Or yeah. Ludwig Kaiser is Marcel Barthel. Yeah. There's also the video package about this girl. She's graduating high school. And That's she's right. Choosing which college she's going to go to next week on NXT. It's going to be Chase U. Uh, it's going to be Chase U. Yes. If it's not Chase U, I quit watching this show. Honestly, like it's, it's is, right there. It's right there. <laughs> is this kayfabe she's graduating high school? Because I thought they weren't signing super young people anymore. Is this legit the youngest person NXT's ever signed? I or think she like a, the youngest person. Or, or is she like 19 and a fifth year senior? I don't know. Maybe she's 19 and still in high school. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. 
Ah, yes, Thea Thill. It's easy to forget these things because that ending, that ending tonight with Joe Gacy. Look, when you end the show with Joe Gacy, here, here, let me give you a recreation of the Rubenstein household on the couch. Ending with Joe Gacy, maniacally, <laughs> trademark NXT goes, here, here's a recreation of what happens every time. Oh, fuck, I got to do the podcast. I got to talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> every time my re my recreation is like wait that's it <laughs> <laughs> you know like i don't know i i this this just wasn't it this whole feud has not been it and it's just not doing anything for brown breaker as nxt champion uh steve marcachili tonight 499 the one female talent in nxt that you see having main event success on the main roster also asking us to watch the flight attendant i've heard that's good i'm gonna add that to my watch later list i've got, I've got so yeah. much stuff to watch right now I've got so much of them still not finished with the new season of kids you know what i love about our chat that oh. they're just like us like they keep their chats wrestling and movie related like they're yes. with us you know what i mean we feel like we're all over the place but they're all over the place with us and i appreciate that and i'm gonna say nikita lions yeah nikita lions thousand percent nikita lions like will i know she's still relatively young but i think she can legitimately be up there with Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair. Um, not right away. They have to build her properly. And not, and not look the same. She's going to come yeah. in. With, it's going to be like a whole different character. It's not going to be like the same old, you know, that we see. And she is going to get such mainstream attention. I think just yeah. everybody, everybody, men, women, young, old, like everybody pays attention to her notices her never do that promo again where you're gonna let her freestyle rap no offense nikita i <laughs> look faith jeffries i like your music but that promo wasn't it okay your song, i feel like i feel what? like that promo like traumatized you you haven't let it go that i mean like because i it's it's kind of like um we all have this. We all have an actor that we really love, but they all made that like one terrible movie where it was just like, yes. no, we're not talking about that. And we all have it too with musicians. I mean, every band that we love, Bad Bunny has to have a song where you're just like, oh, no, he doesn't. It. No, he doesn't. There's not a single Bad Bunny song. No, no. Is. His new album, his new album is actually unskippable. Okay, which is, new, like, you cannot skip a song. No, 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 I'm talking about all of his songs. Yeah, but no, on the, his first his first album, there's nothing. He doesn't. Gonna, he doesn't. Like, Glenn, Glenn, to keep up with your negativity, he's only in his 20s. It could still happen, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will freaking show up. At you. I, I won't fly to Vegas for double or nothing, but I will just to have a conversation with you about Bad Bunny. Everybody... If it's your favorite artist on your favorite album, there's still a track that most people, there's still like one track everybody skips. No. Really? Yes. But not with Bad Bunny. Like NWA Straight Out Compton. Straight Out Compton, classic album. Start to finish. Quiet on the set, kind of a throwaway song. I could skip Quiet on the set. Or no, something to dance to. Quiet on the set's better. Something to dance to. I really, I could just stop. I could stop listing the album before those last two songs. I prefer something to dance to more. Interesting. Quiet on the set. I like when they go the quiet on the set part. Like that's, that's cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, Arabian Prince, the forgotten member of NWA. <laughs> and was the DOC ever officially in the group? DOC solo album. It's funky enough. It's funky enough. Like 
one of the best <laughs> hip hop singles of all time. I'm uh, sorry, but uh, forgotten MMA. <laughs> yes, and Jen- talking about Jennifer Aniston, Leprechaun. I watched the first Leprechaun a while. Leprechaun ago. is such a horror movie classic. Come on, I was sorry. Now, I've tried to get my wife to watch more of them, like Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood. Doesn't he go to Las Vegas in one of them? Yeah. Same way, my wife's not a big Friday the 13th fan, but I've been really pushing for years, like, let's watch Jason X. It's Jason in space. You'll like this. Jason X is the worst. Jason X is, okay, we're going to have words here. Jason X is in the top three Friday the 13th movies. The final chapter is the best one by far. What do you think the best Friday the 13th is? Best Friday the 13th movie. The final chapter, yes. Okay, final chapter, we agree. Second best... I personally, just because of the clash of... of I will put uh, Freddy versus Jason on my second. I like, I like Freddy versus Jason a lot. I like the the fake yeah. uh, Jameuse uh, from Jane Silent Bob fame. The guy that's not Jameuse that's that's in that. He's very good. Uh, Jason Ritter, uh, Melanie Linsky's husband. You know what? The problem that I have with Jason X is that I like the movie itself. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's you know Jason what I mean? But I guess space. that's what horror movies do. I know. But when it comes to like slashers, like Jason is like down there for me because he's like the dumbest. Like he even okay. let freaking Freddy Krueger manipulate him. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Well, he's the in the future, and they find his body frozen or something. I know. And then I he know. goes I've on the spaceship, and there's the liquid nitrogen kill, which is one of the most inventive in the series. There's the VR sequence, the virtual yeah. reality sequence, which yeah. is next level. Um, and he's, uh, you know, he gets he becomes cyborg Jason at the end. What about Jason goes to Manhattan that only has like two scenes in actual yeah, New York? <laughs> yeah, Jason goes to Toronto. And <laughs> they shot that. Jason goes to you know that there was yeah. like an old rapper here in Puerto Rico. His name is Bicosi and he writes a song called Friday the 13th and it's about Jason coming to Puerto Rico and it's like, it's one of my favorites like raps ever. <laughs> I wish they would have turned out. I wish they would have made that into a movie. Jason takes San Juan. Like that would have been awesome. Jason should go to Las Vegas. I think that would be a hell of a film, you know? I don't know. He might get into some trouble, not not the killing kind. Oh, that's true. Uh, the Friday the 13th movies, here, here's the thing. The Nightmare on Elm Street franchise puts Friday the 13th to shame because... Of course. Every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, ha- Freddy's dead kind of is the weakest. But look, even Nightmare on Elm Street 2, if you go back and rewatch it, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is actually aged phenomenally well. Um, and it's got a much different context now. There were essays about it. Um, right. And, uh, the, the context for having the male protagonist and sort of the, the like, uh, different, um, representation that it was presenting like nightmare Freddy's revenge. Yeah. Is is good. Except for the Freddy coming out into real life. That makes, still makes no sense, but I would pretend, uh, nightmare on street three, though, the dream warriors hands down the best nightmare on Elm street. Mm -hmm. I actually agree with you on that. Did you I just think what? Freddy as like one of the slashers is such a a mindfuck, right? Because of the fact that he can kill you in your sleep. Like, you know, and I and I look at my my slashers like that, and that's why I feel like Jason, and you know, I'm a big horror movie buff, and Jason is like down in my list of my favorite slashers. So they the canceled sequel they were gonna do to the reboot was gonna take place in the winter, and I thought that would have been really cool to have something kind of different. But did you see New Mutants, the last Fox Marvel film that came out? I haven't yet, no. Okay, so New Mutants is like a, a direct homage, like so influenced by Dream Warriors. They just happen to okay. be like junior X-Men, like in this asylum. 
not able to control their powers. It's very heavy Dream Wars uh, vibe. And uh, uh, Anya, what's her face? Uh, the actress is phenomenal um, as Colossus's younger sister in that magic who can like go to a netherworld with demons and stuff. It's very good. Sounds super interesting. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, New Mutants was uh, highly worth watching, but it just got dumped because it was the last Fox Marvel movie before. Did the, you watch the before. new Scream? I did watch the new Scream. Went to the drive-in for that because I didn't want to be spoiled. Oh, yeah, you told me that. You told me yeah. that. What do you think? Uh, I thought actually 4 was better than 5. I thought 4 had a more interesting idea. Okay. You know. What about, was... did you watch the, do you watch Halloween Kills? No, I was never a Halloween guy. Actually, so... I've talked about this what? before, but okay. So my wife and I have this running thing where sometimes I mention movies where I really don't want to watch them. And I just say like, oh, let's watch Halloween three season of the witch. And she'll be like, ha ha ha. That's a funny idea. I've heard it's oh, terrible. Come on. But that's one night, no, but on Halloween this year, I said, let's watch Halloween three season of the witch. She was like, okay. Yeah. And then like, we had trouble getting the video file. The place. She was like, no, I want to watch season of the witch. So we watched it. And I remembered as a kid that everybody hated that. And it was terrible. That movie is yeah, boring as shit. It's not bad. I just feel like you, I wish it, they would have made that movie when they made it and not related to the Halloween like franchise and made because it on it its such own. An interesting idea that they were going to put masks yeah. on kids that like disintegrated, like the people wearing yeah. the mask. Like, yeah. yeah. But that's the whole point. I feel like if that movie would have came out as a, as a horror movie on its own, not related to the Halloween franchise, maybe it would have had a different reception. Yes. Uh, Tornado's asking favorite classic horror movie franchise. I mean, for me, Nightmare on Elm Street. What about you? My Well, my favorite one is on my top five, but it's not a franchise. It's just The Exorcist stands alone. I know they made a couple of sequels for it. Did but you ever the see Exorcist part three? Is... Wait, did you ever see The Exorcist yeah. 3? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's it's very good. well regarded. It's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I just feel like a lot of it has to do because I grew up in a Catholic family. So my mom would like completely oh, yeah. for, like, like forbid me from watching it. Issa froze for me. Forbidden movie, so I needed to get my hands on a whole horror movie audition. <laughs> it was just my mom would not let me watch The Exorcist, and I was like, I'm going to get my hands on this movie. <laughs> Speaking of exorcisms, Patrick Fabian, who's on Better Call Saul, have you, you've, you've watched The Last Exorcism, correct? The mockumentary? Yeah. So Patrick Fabian plays a priest in that. We didn't watch that until a few years mm -hmm. ago. I loved that movie. I thought that's one of the most inventive original mm -hmm. horror films that I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. Agreed. So good. Uh, so, so someone's saying preview SmackDown. SmackDown's on Friday. <laughs> You're going to watch it. I could tell you SmackDown's on Friday. Uh, Roman Reigns comes to the ring and Paul Heyman blows his nose and just says, Tribal Chief, Roman says, acknowledge me. And that's SmackDown this Friday. And y'all are going to tune in anyhow because... No, you forgot about Butch. Yes, and Butch. Butch. <laughs> Listen, we, we survived, right? We, we came in here. Our mood was very through the ground. We made it. We did it. It's true. We got to the top of the mountain. But now we have to go back down to the mountain to the other side of I think I might just pull up one of my streaming services and maybe stay away from social media and the news and it's a lot it's too heavy yeah I know I know it definitely is um, but hey, hey thanks for everyone for hanging with us tonight I know we're a little more all over the place than usual but tomorrow AEW coverage the build up to double or nothing 
everything's in Vegas this week. So tomorrow is Dynamite coverage. Friday, we're going to be back here with Rampage. When's it going to be on? Who knows? Life is a mystery, as Madonna once said. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about Rampage. We'll talk about SmackDown. And then this weekend, Double or Nothing. It's going to be good. New Day is going to have a surprise partner. So there you go. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out. She's at NYCD Mediva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll get you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.